Welcome to the show where we explore the wildest and most unexpected corners of our world. Joining Paul is his always awesome co-host, Jenna Eberly. Together, we'll be diving into the most controversial theories and uncovering the secrets of money and wealth that are just too wild to believe. Hang on to your shorts. The information you're about to hear is not for the faint of heart. Sit back, relax, and get ready for a journey through the uncharted territories of the human experience in money, wealth, and success. This is PMR Unhinged. Welcome back to PMR Unhinged. Today's episode is of high demand on starting a business 101. Dad has built a ton of businesses from scratch, so he has the utmost experience in this. So let's start it. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for being here once again today. And always so happy to see you walk through the door. But um, really the thing that we've been hearing is, is that it's people seem to want to know what are the steps? Like they already have an idea of what they want their business to be, but now they don't know how to set up the technicality or the the technical part of it. Right. right. So I, because you have been saying really drill it down, dad, like really give me the details. And so I have gone in to great depths of detail here as to exactly what you should do. So if you are now, if you already understand what business you want to create, I'm going to tell you how to actually get it as a real business. So right. let's just jump into it. All right. Let's like do you it. like to say. So the first thing that you're going to do. So again, you already know the name of your business. You already know what your business is. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to go to Amazon and you're going to search for Amazon. LLC kit and you're going to purchase your corporate binder it has the following it has the binder has a slip case has an operating agreement membership certificates and a metal seal that's mm. going to be the first thing that you're going to do and yes you could do this a lot and keep it online but what I find is is that it's better to actually have the notebook especially if you have a lot of different entities like I do. So it's just better to have each corporate documents in a binder that's in a slipcase that has its metal seal and you're operating as you're, you're, that's the first step to actually put it together. Plus what I'm telling you to do is go on Amazon. And if you search for that LLC kit, you will see that it says it has a binder slipcase operating agreement. So it actually comes with an operating agreement. It actually comes with your membership certificates and metal seal. Dang. I believe they're on Amazon today for like 55 bucks or something like that. $56. I don't even have one of those. I got to go get me one. You should, you should definitely do that for your entity. It's just how it just, it's going to start you out on the right foot. Organized. Be, organized because well, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're organizing your company, basically, right? right? So the thing is, is that it it comes with an operating agreement already within it. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to read that and you're going to fill it out, okay? And then you're going to fill out your membership certificates. And then you're going to give them the corporate seal, which is your metal seal. So you're going to crunch your paper with that metal seal. And really, you should keep that metal seal in a safe, 
because that's actually showing that that document is valid. Shows that it actually has the corporate seal well, so, on it. Okay, you buy the LLC kit, but don't you need to have an LLC? You don't need the LLC yet. Okay. So you're just you're getting that information so that you have the operating agreement and you have it all ready to go. Okay. Right? So yes, you're you're on the right path though. So the next thing is you're actually going to incorporate your company. And you're going to incorporate your company with the Secretary of State. I like doing this with Wyoming, Nevada, or Delaware. You can do it in whatever state that you live in. But I tend to like incorporating in those states more because... What do you mean incorporating? Can you break that down? So you're actually making your LLC a Wyoming company. So I'm actually opening a company in Wyoming. So like you're tying your name to your business name, you're making it official. That's right. My company is going to be out of Wyoming. Okay. So I'm going to the secretary of state of Wyoming or Nevada. And what you're doing is, is that you're actually creating your entity. Okay. So you can do this yourself. I've done it. Most of the time I've done it by myself and it does cost some money to incorporate your your business with the secretary of state they will typically you can print off your incorporating documents or your articles of incorporation right on the spot after you've incorporated so for this for this podcast we'll say that the entity that we are starting is what what would you like to name the company um let's let's use Crazy Daisy. Uh, okay. Crazy Daisies. Just Crazy Daisy LLC. Okay. Okay. So you've come up with your name. Now what you're going to do is you're going to go to the Secretary of State and you're going to search. You're going to make sure that someone else doesn't have a company named Crazy Daisy LLC. Because if they do, guess what? Now you got to change your name. You got to mm. come up with an alternative variation of that. So maybe you could say Loco Daisy or maybe you could just say just crazy daisies. Okay. So you, you, whatever it is, you can't operate under the same entity as someone else has already incorporated under. So you're going to search at the secretary of state. Now, again, you can do all of this yourself. It's very, very easy, or you can pay a company to do it for you. And one of the companies that I've used in the past, now there's many out there, but you can use Texas registered agent.net. They will actually do all of it for you mm. in all 50 states. So you can just pick what state you want to incorporate in. And again, you don't have to live in Wyoming or Nevada or Delaware to actually incorporate your business right. there. You can live wherever, but you can use like a company like Texas registered agent.net. And again, I have no affiliation with them. I don't not getting any kind of <laughs> kickback from them or anything, but there's many others that will do it as well. And they can do the whole thing for you. It's nice to have a company like this because they also file your paperwork. They become your registered agent, Wyoming and Nevada, you, you know, in many other states, you have to have a registered agent of record. You can't be your own registered agent in all states. Now, Colorado, where I've registered, you know, some companies before in the past, you could be your own registered agent or one of your other LLCs could be your registered agent. So now if let's say 
we used the company for Crazy Daisies LLC. So we went to TexasRegisteredAgent.net. We filled out all of the stuff. We just put it on in the form that they you answer the questions that they ask you. They file it all, and now they come back and say, "Here you go. You now have your company. Here's your company documents." Blah blah. blah. They'll even do this next step for you as well, but I think they charge a little bit more. And why pay them to do this when this is this step is even easier than actually going to the Secretary of State of whatever state you're wanting to register in. So the next thing would be to get your employee identification number. So it's kind of like your social security number for your entity. So Crazy Mm -hmm. Daisy needs a tax ID number. And the thing is, is that probably a lot of young people are going to go open up a company and they're going to say, well, I don't have a partner. And if the fact of the matter is, is that you're opening up the company yourself you should still incorporate as an LLC. The thing is, is that you're going to be a single member LLC right? because you have no partners in it. I actually think it's better to have some kind of partner within it. Someone that, you know, that wants to, you know, have some kind of say that why you can kind of bounce off of. It's kind of like having a mastermind group that kind of helps you. You don't want someone that's just a yes man, but you want someone that it's kind of like having advisory shares, right? Even if it's your idea? Sure. Even if it's your idea, because let's say you go to someone and say, hey, can I give you 10% as just advisory shares? Mm. So you're going to have 10% of the company, but to have that 10%, I want to be able to come to you and ask you questions, be able to bounce things off of you, see if I'm going in the right direction. Could you put your spouse as it? Yeah, Absolutely. You put your spouse and the thing is, is that when you do end up with someone else in your LLC, you know, now that LLC has to file a 1065 taxes, right? So it has to file its own tax return, right? So if you don't want to do that, then you can skip this step. If you just want to have just yourself and own your company, then you're just going to be a single member LLC. And basically you're going to use your social security number as your tax ID. See, the reason I really don't like that is because I don't like using my personal social to operate the business. So if you already have a sole proprietor or a, a single individual, whatever, can you go back and change it and add a partner? If you have a single member LLC, you can event, you can go back and change it, yes, and then go get a tax ID number okay. for it. But if you're just trying to set up a small company, you can just put it under your own social security number. Okay. And at that point, you would do everything under your own social care. But let's just say that you and I are the ones doing this. So we're, it's going to be a multi-member LLC. Okay. So Jenna, I'm going to go ahead and take 99%. I'm going to give you 1% of this business. Oh, wow, you're just going to lay down and take that. Huh? I thought you were going to come back at me and be like, no, no, no. I'm well, not. <laughs> this is just crazy daisy. It's not real. <laughs> I'm just. Well, let's just let's make it more fair. So Jenna, you're going to have... I'm going to be 51%. I typically advise that no matter what, you don't do Mm 50-50 because there always has to be one person that has the last say. So whoever's really the spear, you know, tip of the spear should be the one that actually has those shares, has the majority shares and has the final say. So in this case, we'll say that I'm going to be the one that has the 51, you have 49 and we're going to go ahead and go to get our employee identification number. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to irs.gov. 
and we're going to go to the search bar and we're going to type in SS4. Then we're going to hit search and we're going to click the link that says apply for an employer identification number online. And once you click on that, you're going to answer some questions and it's going to run you through. You're just going to fill it out. You're going to end up entering in your own social security number at that point because it's the IRS. So you Mm -hmm. do end up putting your own in. Now, again, TexasRegisteredAgent.net, they'll do all this for you. Right. And you don't have to do that. So it's often easier to just use them and or a company like that, and they'll do it for you. But uh, at this point, you just answer all the questions. You hit submit, and they'll actually issue your tax ID number right there and then. So now you actually have a number. It's kind of like a social security number for your entity. So the next thing you're going to do is you're going to go to your local bank and you're going to open an account in your business name. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your paper, the SS4 that the IRS gave to you just in that last step that shows what your identification number is. You're going to take your operating agreement that you got earlier that you already have completed out or completed and you're going to take maybe a hundred dollars in cash or whatever, a check for a hundred dollars. And you're going to go to the bank and you're going to say, I want to open up a business account. And they're going to say, okay, well, what does this business do? Blah, blah, blah. They're going to ask you some questions because it's this whole thing of know your customer. Mm. And you're going to say, yes. And I'd like to open up the account. They're going to say, what kind of account? You're going to say, well, I'd like to open up a checking account. That's going to become your operating account where you're going to operate your business out of. And you're going to say, here's my $100. They're going to say, okay, typically you just want to go for the easiest. Give me the free checking, business checking that you can give me. Mm-hmm. They're going to try and sell you. Well, you should have a, they're, trust me, they're salespeople. They're going to try and sell you on all kinds of stuff. But all you really need is you just need an operating checking account. Simple, a simple account. What about a, your operating account and then a tax account? Because your business is going to get taxed. Well, your business isn't going to get taxed because remember your LLC gets the taxes flow down to its members. So you're going to get 49% of the profits. I'm going to get 51% of the profits. Mm -hmm. And then that income is going to flow down to my personal 1040. Okay. So in your personal accounts have a tax account. So being that I have my own company, I should have a tax account. And so let's say I get $10,000 from our newly formed entity I'm going to take 3000 at least 3000 of that money, maybe 4000 and I'm going to put it in my tax account. Gotcha. Okay, but that's personal. That's on the personal side. We're talking business right now. So you're going to open up your operating account. If you like, you can also open up a savings account or a money market account that's joined with it, and that's going to be your reserve account. So you put another $100 in that. But at minimum, you just want to open up a checking account at the very minimum. Just to start your business, to get operating. Just to get operating. Just simple, free checking, business checking. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to want to choose a bookkeeping software because you have to have a bookkeeping software so that you can actually manage your business. If you think you're going to run a business and not have bookkeeping software, then you're not really running a business. You're just jobber. So really, you do want to have bookkeeping software. Uh, This is extremely important, very important to have. So like a Google Excel, like what do you, uh, what do you mean? A QuickBooks? No, you don't want to, you don't want to be running your business on spreadsheets. You okay. want to have either Zoho books 
FreshBooks, QuickBooks, Zero, okay. which is X-E-R-O. Uh, there's many others that you can set up. And actually from my very limited and minimal research, they say that FreshBooks is a really good one for new or very simple type bookkeeping okay. is, is FreshBooks. I've never used FreshBooks. I don't know anything about them. I've actually looked at Zoho books before in the past. I don't think that one's too bad. It looks okay, but uh, some of those have charges per month. QuickBooks is the one I use. I use the desktop. I do not like the online version. I can't stand it. Uh, matter of fact, I would refuse to use personally the the QuickBooks online version. I think it's just crazy. It just doesn't it doesn't work very well. So I would probably try some of these others before I went that way out. Okay. But there's many others that you can use. So pick one. And now you're going to open up your accounts in, you know, your chart of accounts and you're going to show your checking account. Typically you can name it operating account. And then you're going to put in that you put in a deposit at a hundred dollars and you're going to put that hundred dollars to your capital contribution account. So it's very important because see, this is where I think that although many times I'm saying, Oh, college, you know, you can go. Yes. But I think it's important that you should at least understand accounting. Mm -hmm. Like I went into college, I understand accounting. So you should at least try to take an accounting class or even online, take an accounting class, take some minimum business, you know, classes. Right. It's just where I get upset with colleges is that today they want you to take all these unnecessary classes because it's just another way for them to continue to make more and more money. Right. right? But I do think that there are some important classes that you could take even at a community college or just online or even just through YouTube. True. <laughs> YouTube's like a university. So now you've opened up your chart of accounts in your books. You have your $100 in there. And quite honestly, you're ready to start taking money. So as you're out there and you start getting checks, you can now go deposit them in Crazy Daisy LLC because you have your operating account and you're in business, you're, you're moving ahead. The next thing that for me, what I recommend is that you order your business checks. I've ordered from different places, Sam's business checks, like Sam's club. I think they're one of the best. They're quick. They're fast. They offer high security checks, which I think are great. So I recommend the high security checks, order your checks. You can do the, the business checks or, uh, you have to go in there and select which ones you want. It'll run you through and uh, you decide whichever ones you want to order. You now have your business checks coming in. So now you can write checks off your business account as well. Now the bank should give you a few. They'll ask you, would you like to order checks? They charge like three times what Sam's business checks does. Right. So I typically say. See, this is why people don't write checks anymore. It costs money to get a check. Well, it does. But the, Venmo me. But if you're running a business, you're probably going to, especially if you have vendors, you're going to be writing checks. So I understand your generation it does sense. not want to understand how to do checks, but you guys got to understand how to do checks if you want to run a business. Yeah. You're going to have vendors. Yes, you don't write as many checks today because oftentimes you can pay with a credit card or you can pay with Zelle, but not all businesses will take that. So oftentimes it's just easier. You get an invoice, you write a check, and you put it in the mail. Good to have it. So that's the next thing. The thing after that is, is that you kind of need some available credit to kind of work with your newly formed business. So in my early days, 
I'd use a brand new personal credit card. And what you can do is you open up a brand new personal credit card and you use it strictly and only for business expenses. You do not, it's called commingling. So you do not, and I emphasize, do not use it for personal expenses. You don't use it for your business and go buy your groceries or go and buy your clothes. You don't use it for anything personal. It must be for business only. You know, I use American Express and you can just go to AmericanExpress.com and it'll tell you how to open up a business account. You go in there and open up a, a business account. But the thing is, it's important to know with American Express, you're going to owe not all cards. Some of their cards you can actually pay over time, but the ones that I typically use, the balance, whatever you charge is going to be due and payable that next month within 30 days. So you can check out American Express. You can check out any of the other credit cards. You can go to chase.com. You can go to Wells Fargo. Like you can go to any of the banks and they'll. But basically use that business card for operating expenses, et cetera. Don't go and buy dinner on your business card. That's exactly right. Unless it's a business expense, unless you're taking someone out, a client or someone like that to discuss business. Then, then you pay. can go ahead and pay for it on that card. But not like a personal. But not because you. Not a just, shopping spree. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And the thing is, you're going to want to keep the receipt and write on the back of it the receipt. Oh, Jenna and I went to dinner and we discussed future plans for building revenue in Crazy Daisy LLC. Because that can be used, number one, as proof, but for your taxes, for write-offs. Absolutely. You have to have the backup to go with it. So then what okay. are you going to do? You're going to go back. You're going to create, so once you get your credit card, you're going to create that in your chart of accounts in your bookkeeping software. You're going to create that account that says Chase or American Express card. And now you have a credit card that's in there. And now we're going to put in that dinner was $70 on our American Express. And you're going to put it in meals and entertainment. Got it. Okay. So that's the account in your books that it's going to go into. So... Now uh, you have your credit card. So now you have a little bit of a line of credit that you can run your business on. You got to be careful. Don't get your business into, you know, try, not, try to keep your business out of debt if you can. Right. You know, so uh, you don't want to rack it all the way up. If they give you $10,000, don't go and rack it up on business expenses. Try and really keep your business out of debt if you can. Try and make that money come in instead of putting it on credit. That's what you want to do ideally. For me, this sounds a little bit backwards, but. By now, I haven't even really looked at kind of like the marketing materials and stuff like that. So now for me, it's kind of down the, the road. Some people try to do this in the very beginning when I w used to create businesses in the my early days. This was one of the first things I've done or, or would do. So you can put this at the top of the list if you want. But for me, I'm just kind of going on how I do it. Mm -hmm. But next, after I have all of that done is when I decide to go and order my business cards. And sometimes I don't even have a logo. I always know the name, but I don't know what the logo is going to be. I don't understand it. So what you can do is you can go on to canva.com and you can even do it for free or you can do it for a minimal charge and you can create your logo, put your name in it, put, you know, that you can mess with so many different designs, create your business card. And for me, what I do is once I have my design, and actually, you can do the same. You can call our friends over at Miniman Press, and you can ask for Madeline or Carlos, 
And uh, again, it's Minuteman Press. And what you can do is ask them to print your cards and they'll send them to you. We actually asked them over there if uh, they'd be willing to give a discount for our listeners. And so they've agreed to provide our listeners a nice discount if uh, you call them. So their number is 817-576-4189 and tell them that PMR Unhinged sent you for special discounts and pricing. And so order your business card. You can order t-shirts. You can order your hats. You can kind of do all your promotional stuff. Agents, you can order your signs. You can order your signs. And again, why not go ahead and take advantage of uh, the special discount? Remember, PMR Unhinged sent you. Carlos or Madeline at Minuteman Press. Phone number 817-576-4189. And just tell them that PMR Unhinged sent you and they will give you some good discounts there. So really, after you have built your promotional materials, now your business is open. It's time to start selling away. Time to start selling or marketing, social media, all the good stuff. Yep. So you're really ready to go at that point. A lot of people have asked us, what do I do? So I don't know how to drill it down any more than that. That's really, really drilling. That is the in-depth, step-by-step, how you start your business, create an LLC. It's the right way to do it. Again, order your corporate book. I mean, I don't know how else to. No, that was great. We've had a lot of people that have just said, well, can you really, really, you know, just give. That was perfect. That was perfect. That was step-by-step. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't start. From there. So, and now you just go out there and okay, when you start generating revenue, so you start building the business, right? Mm -hmm. You start getting checks or services, you start selling your services or or materials for Crazy Daisy LLC. And at that point, you go to the bank, put in your money, you're managing it within your books. And I I don't know how else to explain it any more than that, but no, that was perfect. Thank you. So, if you have questions, you know where to find us. Well, this one will probably be a pretty short one, uh, but being that we've had so many people ask us on that, we thought that uh, we would uh, do a short segment on that and give you the step-by-step uh, instructions on what to do. So uh, if you guys have any other questions that go outside of that, now remember, wherever you incorporate, if you incorporate in Texas or in some of these other states, they're going to have some other things that they may want you to do. So sometimes it's just better to use like a company that will go ahead and create the company for you. You're going to spend a little bit more to do it, but they're going to make sure that you have everything that you need in whatever state that you're incorporating in. So let's take, for instance, Texas, you know, let's say you're operating in Texas, but you open up at Wyoming LLC. Well, you can incorporate in Wyoming, but if you're going to operate in Texas, Texas is going to require you to have a foreign entity. So you have to go with the Texas Secretary of State, open a foreign entity in Texas, and then you're going to have to go to Texas Workforce and open an account with them because you're going to have to probably pay something called a franchise tax, depending on depending on how much revenue you have and et cetera, et cetera. You may not have to pay anything. but uh, So you have to know what state you're operating in and you have to know what state that you're incorporating in and make sure that those 
don't have any other, you know, forms or things that you have to do that's state specific. So I hope that helps you a lot. I hope that uh, if you have any other questions, I hope that you'll let us know. We'll kind of take it from there. Let us know if you have other ideas or other uh, questions that you would like us to answer. We can do a short, small, or or very quick segment and kind of go into some of the details on that. But I do believe that having a business, some kind of business, even if you're just doing something at night, you can, again, I'm not against having a regular W-2 job at all. I'm not against that. But I do strongly believe that you have to have some kind of other business that you are running, even if it's just something that you're doing on weekends only. And now you know how to create it. Thanks for listening. Let us know if you have any other questions. Thanks for tuning in.